what you want to say about Donald Trump, but he's right. This shit is no different than the flu, bitch. If you go to the doctor, you get your flu shot, you get your technic shot, you get checkups every year, you stupid motherfuckers that don't got to worry about the coronavirus. Y'all dumbasses forgot I'm a nurse, but don't believe anything the Queen of Brooklyn is saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Like I said, me and Doja Cat, we two cokeheads. We don't know what we talk about, bitch. You don't see me coughing. Nigga, I'm good. God got me. So yeah, that I survived the coronavirus. Yes, I was in the hospital for almost two weeks. <clears throat> but I'm here. So I was in Westchester Medical. Episode 17, No Hipsters Pride. It's your boy Ronte, the founder of NoHipstersLaw.com. And this week, our co-host is political strategist and education advocate, Chibunda Buns Nake. Buns, say what's up. How y'all doing? My name is Shabunda Buns Nake. I'm originally from Houston, Texas, and originally, originally of uh, parents from Nigeria. Went to the Ohio State University, and I work in education and politics, trying to make sure that uh, students have access to quality, high access um, education, and that we are not electing people like Donald Trump. <laughs> Let's get to the first topic, which is Kanye West. Um, so earlier today, he had his first campaign rally in South Carolina, and it was a bona fide mess. Um, I'm not really sure how to really tackle this one because this is clearly someone with um, uh, mental health issues. and uh, But he also says offensive things, so you also kind of have to react to that as well. But, uh, yeah, what, did you see the rally, and what are your thoughts? So I'm going to say, does he have mental health issues? Yes. But I also don't want to normalize using mental health as an excuse or as a... Um, as a as a method or a, a vehicle for excusing right. people's behavior or even for Kanye specifically. But because there's a lot of things that we'll say about Kanye and we'll call him a genius, but then we'll also say he's got mental health issues for the stuff that doesn't seem to make sense. So I don't want to have that be normalized for him. Um, I think that clearly operating in a space that he feels comfortable and he feels like this is the place where he can operate in his truest and most genius form himself. It's doing well for him to secure a gap, um, a gap endorsement, and to be able to do a line that's going to help gap uh, make themselves relevant, but then also help make him substantially more money. That being said, with this rally and this campaign, I think if he was running in 2024, um, it would be better. But this is the campaign that America deserves. This is the campaign that America wants, and this is where America's politics in general are going because um, the, the guy who's in office last week, his campaign major rallying point was, America, if you elect Biden president, your TV ratings will go right. down. Well, if that's your major talking point, then Kanye is definitely going to boost right. ratings, as evidenced by today's <laughs> rally. He said anything and everything. He had very little social distancing. He said there was 100 to 200 people making up numbers like we've seen other right. people do. And he's just bringing whoever on stage to ask questions. And then he is responding to said questions with whatever his counterpoints right. are, which most of them did not have. Most of them did not were not rooted in fact and very rarely rooted in logic. 
some of the things he was basing on, hey, this is what God's saying, but at the same time, God would not have said or defended any of these positions that Kanye right. was positive. <laughs> well, actually, I have to say, I'm so, shocked at how seriously you're taking the campaign. Because uh, uh, I just, it's, I really would just laugh the whole thing off because it, this is not a serious campaign. Uh, he's selling a album. He's, he's right, to sell right. Album. I mean, unfortunately, there are people who will um, actually vote for him and that's unfortunate but i just see i i'm not sure that i would take it that seriously and even like uh take his positions on the issues at cersei now he did make a revelation today we're presuming that he had asked kim kardashian to have an abortion when she was pregnant with Northwest. That's what, that's the assumption. So he's, he's yelling and crying and it's just, it, it, on one end, like that's a serious thing. And, you know, I'm sure the emotions are real, but it's just, it, it, it was so, uh, cringe inducing. Um, and, and you kind of just wonder how Kim is coping with Kanye West because of course, we don't want to like you know always provide wiggle room that he has mental health issues, but ultimately he does have these issues, and it must be a nightmare managing a man who is that mentally ill and yet has all this fame and all this money. I mean, he refuses. He refuses to treat his mental illness in the manner which the doctors have prescribed it, which was one of his best talking points of his rally, talking about him taking on big pharma, and how then he said that if he took on big pharma, he would die. I mean, there is validity to that, but um, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's for you to have a campaign introduction rally in a place that no one makes, it doesn't make sense for you to be at, where no one knows you in a state that's hyper, let me not say irrelevant, but it's not one that one would deem on either side of his, like, issues and values would be voting for him it just doesn't make sense and then he brought no allies he didn't do this in conjunction with anybody again he had a hundred people there what was the point of this event and then to not bring your wife to your introduction event and then to expose this information about your child who can read on the internet right now new information this does not make Yeah, sense. because it, yeah, that's the thing. It's not it's not a campaign that's designed or like truly intending to win. I keep, I'm of the belief that he's actually doing this uh, to distract and also to assist Trump in shaving off a few votes. Kanye's not that smart. I don't think anybody in Trump's camp I, yeah, is I was, yeah, I was that say, smart. I, I do think that some of them are. I think we need to give them a little bit more credit. I think they have probably seen an opportunity and thought that this was a good way to divide votes. There are other, there are other tactics out there. There's also the ADOS movement that is actively trying to divide the black vote. And so, you know, I think this is another. Tactic. Well, that that movement, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to give the Trump like the Trump campaign. They be, they became president, so you have to give them all of their credit. There are only 45 of of those people, and technically there's only 44. One person repeated twice. The only issue was that he split over Cleveland. So you can't discredit them on that front. But what I'm saying is, I don't think, I think Kanye, he's a narcissist, but you have to be narcissist to run for president. And I think that 
I don't think that someone from Trump's camp said, hey, go run now. And then if you run, you can do mm. this. I think Kanye is wanting to run for president because he sees Trump do it and he knows he has these ideas and he wants to Candace Owens his black political beliefs to everybody and say, you don't have to be black and mm. think this way. Very, very novel and noble. Yes. But at the same time, 2024 would have been perfect for you to do so, this, bro. Now you're trying to sell a record. I'm you sorry. You don't want to wait for so 2024? Let's, let's just let's take this back a little bit. So are you taking... <laughs> it sounds like you're taking Kanye West seriously as a, as a political entity, and that is worrying me a bit. Do you... So we live in America who has literally sold itself to corporations and media who are owned by corporations through ads. Anybody who can drive that that medium has to be taken seriously Mm. because our public is less informed than it used to be. Even though we have access to more information, people don't read and they digest information in silos. Mm. Okay. And so some people are going to receive this Kanye information through the, oh, I love Kanye. And they are going to think that Kanye sounds like a genius because they don't actually pay attention to the news. Hmm. Like a million dollars for a baby? Oh, snaps. I definitely want Kanye to be president. I can have babies and become a millionaire. What? Oh, boy. But that's not rational because that's not how government works. He can't become president and start giving a million dollars out for a baby. Uh, all right. Well, but I, so I have to take him seriously. I, I guess I just I don't. I he's not on any ballots. He's going right. to take Harambe votes right. this cycle, and and, and Harambe votes got us Trump. So let's not sleep on that. So to a certain extent, but we've already we, had this conversation. We have, offline. we have. But yeah. you know, all right, we'll, we'll leave it right there. Let's talk about Nick Cannon, who has royally <laughs> fucked up the bag. So this past week, uh, a recent episode of his podcast, Cannon's Class, uh, went viral because he made, um, uh, espoused rather, a whole variety of Hotep and Hotep-adjacent racial theory. And these people who didn't have what we had, and when I say we, I speak of the mm-hmm. melanated people. Right. They had to be savages. They had to be barbaric. They had because they're in these Nordic mountains. They're in these rough, uh, torrential environments. Mm. So they they're acting as animals. Right. So they're the ones that are actually closer to animals. They're the ones that are actually the true savages. You know, talks about how black people are the real Hebrews, and he talks about how white people are truly less than, and a variety of just things that, that really no one should think or say, but especially anyone who is cashing white checks should think or say. And so he has been fired by Viacom CBS, and since then he's issued apologies, and uh, I guess, well, issued apologies to the Jewish community, but then has gone on, I would say, the offensive towards Viacom and is trying to reclaim ownership of Wild and Out. And it's just the whole thing's a mess. But what do you think about the whole debacle? Then the other part of it is Fox is standing strong with him and going to keep him as the host of the Masked Singer. I think that we've seen this a lot where there are a number of, especially black, 
but celebs who are positing and we look to our celebs as people who take us out of reality and like, you know, give us that brief respect. But we also look at them as individuals who, when they talk, we listen, whether it's Meryl Streep delivering um, a, a speech at the Academy Awards or a Christian Bale saying whatever about a Dick Cheney, et cetera, et cetera. LeBron James saying he's more than an athlete. We look at our athletes or our celebrities as people who offer um, a lot of opinions and we like to, they, they're influencers. So for him to say what he said on the back or piggybacking off of Deshaun Jackson and Deshaun, and I think the context here is this got recorded a while ago, so he didn't say this before Deshaun right. said it. It just or it just came out after gotcha. Deshaun's gotcha. thing came out, and so it's like it's if if you would have recorded this podcast and then put it like three weeks later after you already saw Deshaun Jackson say what he said, you're an absolute right. idiot. But you know, so this is like it's like going back, like where are you guys getting this uninformed? Like the city council member here in D.C., where are you guys getting this uninformed information on these conspiracy theories and why do you want to believe it so bad? But I think here's the biggest point. We know black people in America across the world have experienced atrocities at the hands of a number of different communities and cultures. We don't have to put others down to lift ourselves up and feel good. Just be proud for being black. Be proud for being African. You can make jokes about like certain things within the community, but like you don't have to put others right. down to be great. You know, we're, we've been doing being great in spite of. Right. Let's keep going and fight right. for equality. And and also, you know, not only is it just like putting people down, a lot of things he's saying are just so, in some cases, completely false and easily debunked. And, and it's, just, it's 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 amazing that someone who's been in the industry for that long, who you would think you know is, has mastered the terrain by this point, and knows that you can't just offend people and expect them to continue paying you, you know, after you say things that are offensive. I mean, if he thinks all these different you know thoughts and believes in all these theories, he should at least know that a lot of the people who write the checks in his industry are in fact Jewish. Sherry Redstone, chairwoman of Viacom CBS, is Jewish. And as a matter of fact, used to be married to a rabbi. So it's just, it's one of the things where it's not only a lack of IQ, but it's also kind of a lack of EQ. Like, do you not think this would offend her? And how do you think she's going to react to this? So it's, yeah, he's just going out sad. And And the thing is, if you were that consumed with not wanting to cash these checks, why are you still fighting them? You thought you didn't think you were going to get fired for it? Cool. But now you're still fighting to get this job back? This sounds like baby. Right. And point. the funny thing is that Nick Cannon has been doing this for years. Actually, the real surprise is that he wasn't fired sooner. Like, they've been letting him cook for a while. Because back in, like, 2016, when he left America's Got Talent, which is at NBC, he had, like, that's when he really started with the turbans and, like, all the, you know, weird hotel shit. And so I, th- I thought it was amazing that he was able to get all these other high-profile gigs after that. And I think that speaks to the, the power and the potency of his brand. But, I mean, at some point, you just you got to chill. I will speak truth to power often, and I will call people out often. But generally, when I do it, it's going to be rooted in a bunch of facts. Right. Like, if I'm going to lose my job because I want to stay exactly, honest, I am at least going to say something that's factual. Correct. Like, let me lose the job and let me see what happens. But 
like saying some stuff based on some Rothschild whatever type of nonsense. Yeah. Oy. <sighs> whatever. Hate to see it. Like, wow. <laughs> that's that's the hill you want to die right. on. <laughs> that's the hill you, you go run, go be VP with Kanye. <laughs> That'll be Kanye's VP. Oh, and actually, to go back to that, you said that South Carolina was a completely random location. He says he picked South Carolina because of the initials of Jay-Z. What I did is put the initials of this city down, and then I put Kanye 2020. Who would that be? Uh, South Carolina. Oh, Sean uh, Sean Carter. (laughs) Jay-Z. <laughs> now that would be now you would blow some minds with that one because you blew mine. <laughs> Did you present it to him? Man, you know I ain't talked to my brother about about like. Hey, I mean, you know, it like might that. be a new day. You never know. You run. It might change something. It's not. He got to act. No, he did. Like, yo, get no, me out of here. Wow. Wow. Let's move on to T-Pain, who this week shared a variety of anecdotes about his interactions with Travis Scott. Now, in the first one, and I'm like, bro, so, okay, cool. So, you want these kind of sounds? I'm going to put this over here, and I'm going to do this, and I'm just, I'm just moving my mouse around on my computer, and then I turn around, and I'm like, so, I'm going to... Everybody in the room dead sleep. Knocked the fuck out. Travis is somehow also sleep standing up. And then another uh, instance, he's talking about how he had booked like, you know, studio for, uh, I guess, a four or five day period. And he actually got special equipment because Travis got one special like speaker that costs a couple thousand dollars a day to, to rent. And Travis never showed up. So, you know, that's the 10th, 11, 12, 13, 14. He didn't show up. 15, he didn't show up. That's fine. 16. Now, mind you, this was on the 10th that he had me order these new speakers that I got to pay for daily on my budget out of my pocket because, you know, them speakers wasn't loud enough for him to work with in the studio. So I had to order those speakers and I got to pay a daily rate on them speakers. And it's like $540 a day a piece for each speaker. Then the 17th, I was like, okay, maybe he's one of them guys like me. Like when I set sessions for like, you know, four days, I need to around for the first two days. 17 comes around, nothing. Not, 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 not one, not one thing. Not one thing with me. Now, one thing with me, when anything got to do with me, nothing from Travis Scott's uh, team. But I'll tell you what, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, everything, fully active, whole time. Not, didn't, didn't skip a goddamn beat. The whole thing to me was sad because it's just, it's kind of the story of life, the story of showbiz in particular, how, like, you know, you're hot today and then the next day you're, you're, you're not the hottest thing and people are suddenly just, you know, disrespecting you and just disregarding you your time and i mean the whole thing made me sad as 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 a as a fan i was pretty upset and i know i know travis scott is your hometown hero but yeah (laughs) not hometown hero but travis travis scott is from the crib we went to the same high school representing houston elkins the most city 
So no, 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 no Travis Scott. I, I, I would try. I would try not to. H time slander, rather. Yeah, no H time slander. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> um, but I think, uh, like you said, there's that respect factor, and even from a T Pain standpoint, like how many people did T Pain help put on, like right. indirectly? Like T Pain, Kanye with the pastels and all that. Like I was listening to one of your podcasts, and you were talking about like, you know, Ja Rule's career getting ended. And I mean, rightfully so, it should have been. But um, like <laughs> T Pain, like put so many people on in terms of auto tune. Did he rewrote a whole entire album because Jay Z killed auto tune? Although he never right. killed auto tune. And then obviously Kanye dropped that classic. But outside of Zap and Roger, T Pain is synonymous and of Daft Punk. But T Pain is. Like the guy, and now we, you got a Travis Scott who's using right. auto tune. It's like, bro, yeah. who are you right. disrespecting? It's, it's it's very unfortunate, but yeah, I mean I, they're good, but you know it's just like, like show some respect, like show some deference. Like you wouldn't be sleeping in the studio if if, if you were doing working on right. exactly crazy. exactly like, with Pharrell with Tim. Like you're not right. doing that. The last topic for the day would be Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. Oh, oh, God. Always repping. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's come out that Tory Lanez might have possibly allegedly shot your girl in the foot. And it's upsetting me and my homeboys. And yeah. Why is it upsetting (laughs) y'all? I mean, First of all, he shot someone. Like it, it wouldn't matter who it was, but I mean, why are we shooting people in the middle of a pandemic and shooting someone who's? Well, I mean, first of all, the first time I saw both of them hanging out on like IG Live, I already knew that that was just a bad idea. Uh, I think Tory Lanez is reckless, and he's shown himself to be reckless many times over. And quarantine, quarantine, <laughs> quarantine. I mean, yeah, the the radio show was mildly entertaining, but. Like, something about this is just really pissing me off. And I want to know if you had any thoughts about this whole story. Again, Megan's from H-Town, so you know I'm going to look out for my folks right. from H. But I'm also, and I think this is um, super, super, super relevant. Breonna Taylor's murderers have not oh, been sh- arrested. <laughs> and um, this is it's a travesty. They arrested Kenny Stills, the football player for Houston Texans. And charged him with a felony, and he got obviously dropped, but he got arrested before Brianna Taylor's murderers have been arrested. So that's wild, and I say that because of all of the Houston tie-ins. But and here's the bigger point: Black women have been on the forefront and the backbone of the Black community. They have been supporting us when we didn't need Preach. to be supported. They have been supporting us. Um, when uh, they shouldn't Preach. be supporting us, R. Kelly, they have been supporting us and getting none of the credit or getting back page credit. There's Rosa Parks, but there are so many over o- other Black women who have been supporting us through all of the civil rights movements, leading a lot of the civil rights movements and getting very little of the credit. And so what this shows me is that in 2020, with everything going on, we still have to make sure that protecting our black women is at the forefront of our minds. Tory Lanez 
I don't know what happened. I don't know why it happened, but he did not protect that black woman and he did not look out for her and she was hurt and maybe, and according to her, her life was threatened. And there's no reason why anybody who would call themselves a friend to that, to Megan, or a friend and ally to black woman would have ever put her in danger. And so that's the biggest thing to say about all of that. Uh, Leave it right there, you said it all. Before you leave, I, I have to get your, your opinion on this because, of course, why not? Um, Veep stakes. Uh, word on the curb is that Biden will be announcing in the next two weeks. And are we in August? Yet? Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah. And so, of course, you know who my pick would be. Uh, who, who are you expecting and who do you want? Um, so I won't say right. any negatives, um, but I will say. Uh, and I was looking, I was talking to a friend about this earlier. And so I think there's a, there's a, the odds on predicted, which is like this political, more or less gambling uh-huh. forum. And it's Kamala Harris with the, with the best odds, Susan Rice, the former national uh, mm-hmm. security advisor with the second best odds. And then I think it's Val mm. Demings or who's third Kamala, maybe Elizabeth Warren, maybe, somebody else um but so i think who else was oh val demings let me look let me just look at it but it's basically how what i think about is i like i like all of them but i think essentially i'm trying to do this weighing where it's are we looking for somebody who's going to compliment him and bring him votes are we looking for somebody who's going to compliment and push him left and be more progressive. And then the likelihood is whichever woman this is, this person will then be um, most likely the person who's running for president has the leg up on whoever else is running in 2024, Kanye included. (laughs) And so for me, as much as I think about symbolism and like right now we've seen a lot of people do a lot of symbolic gestures, whether they're painting streets, Black Lives Matter, but refusing to defund their police department by 50 15 percent we see you mario bowser in your performance oh god don't do this like i'm just saying that there is but there's a place for performative stuff and symbolic gestures like the folks who stood carlos and um who put their the fists up when they were receiving their gold medals in the olympics colin kaepernick taking the knee during the national anthem for the nfl all of those symbolic but they also move the conversation forward I am in my head trying to figure out, do I want the symbolic gesture of the black woman vice president or do I want somebody who I think will push Biden further left? And I think that I would really enjoy um, Kamala Harris being the VP now, but I can get jiggy with Susan Rice. Um, I need to watch more of her videos to see what that person is. fantastic, actually. Val Demings. Okay, well then, Uh that's cool. Val Demings is interesting. She's a former cop. I don't know if a former cop will continue to push, you know, an increased right, police right. state. That, that, that will work against her. And also so then, her husband, who is the mayor of Orlando, I believe, I think might be a liability. So not that I actually, I actually don't think she's being taken mm. seriously. But however, if she were her husband, because he's reopening or at least in support of the reopen of Orlando, despite the explosion of new COVID cases. So that will be a liability and possibly a disqualifier for her. Wow. 
Well, hate to see it. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Elizabeth Warren, who um, I think she's, you know, cool. And I really did appreciate after she brought in um, Maya Rupert and Julian Castro mm-hmm. for her campaign, how much more on the nose she was with respect to issues mm-hmm. of race. And so um, I appreciate that about what she was doing. And she hired a lot of black women on her staff. And so I'm, you know, but I think Kamala would be my pick. Um, I'm, you know, team whoever the, the, the vice president picks, but um, I, but I think ready today between Kamala and mm. Susan for sure. And I think Susan might be more ready oh. than Kamala. Wow. That, that's a surprise. Yeah. But okay. I mean, if you think that our foreign policy and all the interactions with the world is in our security oh, oh, no, no. and everything happening. I'm not, I'm not happening her at all. I just, I, I, I wasn't expecting you to say that. No. I mean, it's not, it's not a crazy thing to say, but I, I, the only reason why I think she's, gotcha. I might disagree is that she's never run a campaign, but I think that's something that she could probably learn on the job. Stuff. Right. So that I wasn't arguing for that because that's why I was asking right. her personality. Like I've yeah. seen her in clips, but I don't know her in clips, but Biden saying that he wants somebody who could be president yeah. day one. And Susan, with her experience on the on the uh, on the global stage, mm-hmm. and then with national security, she would have that mm-hmm. experience to do. For sure, that. for sure. All right. So, winners and losers, Bun. Since you are the guest host, I'll let you go first. Um. So I would go. So loser, Kanye. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, it's got to be Kanye. Like, so as a person who's done advance, I'm watching his rally, and I don't understand it. I didn't know why he picked South Carolina until you just told me Jay-Z's <laughs> initials. I didn't know why you picked the venue. That didn't make sense. And if you were doing a crowd that small, why not just be outside? And you could have pre- provided a shade and you could have did for 100 people a very good event that was socially distanced. Not only did he not have the American flag visible except for the stripes in the back of his stage, the cameras weren't good. He did not have a microphone and the only audio was an ambient audio so that you could not pick up what was actually being said. And I'm assuming he knew he was going to take questions and they did not have a portable mic anywhere. This was a campaign event fail by all accounts. This is going to be teachable video for the next 20 years and it's going to be Kanye being clowned for everything you should not do for a campaign event. I don't know who he hired. Hire. I'm willing to work for you, Kanye, for this event. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if he wants to do that, again, he's promoting an album. So, (laughs) Please, your your talents are better used elsewhere. And I, I... I, I personally True. look forward to seeing you on the, you know, the, the presidential slash vice presidential campaign. So cross my fingers here. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but that was the biggest lose. I like that was the, yeah, he's the biggest loser of the week outside of him. I would say Kaylee McNamee and talking about, um, what did she talk about? The science shouldn't get away uh, in the facts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> science should not get in the way of the facts. Please, Jesus oh, Christ. And then she wants to spin it and say that, nope, you're taking my comments out of context. And I did not <laughs> say that. The Trump campaign, the administration is a full on shit show. And I can't believe they got in office in the first place. And I can't wait to vote them out in November. Amen. Those are my All two right. winners. And then your winners. <laughs>
I'm actually going to say my winners this week is the Biden Bernie oh. tax force. Um, they came out and uh, their 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 policies on criminal justice, um, police, uh, climate change, education. I think that everything that people were boohooing Bernie about and saying this is not what's going to happen. Um, AOC and whoever else is on that task force, they definitely have the 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 VP, the the Democratic presidential nominee. Um, they 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 moved him and their policies that are very doable and um, something that's per- totally in line with Biden. But then also it speaks to the influence of the progressive mm-hmm. left. And I think that these are things that um, when we are able to flip the Senate and rewin the House or resecure the House, we can get a lot of these policies enacted on day one. And um, so I say them for their news and then also making again, 45 uh, crap his pants and have Fox <laughs> call him out and say that he's wrong in talking about defunding the police where they flip through pages of this task force document and they can't find anything he's saying to be factual. Yes. Biden, Bernie task force, biggest winner. All right. All right. All right. And so I have four losers this week. Uh, the first, of course, will be... <laughs> The first, of course, will be Kanye, but I think you said it all, so I'll just let that let that rock. So Kanye, and then my second loser is Nick Cannon for still making rookie mistakes 22, 23 years into his career. Um, my third loser will be Travis Scott for being a, just a fucking disrespectful, you know, I don't even know what to call him, but just being rude as hell and disrespecting the... The legend T Pain. I mean, I think the legend might be a stretch, but the you know the veteran T Pain. And then, of course, my fourth and final loser is Tory Lanez for just being a complete jackass <laughs> and for getting involved with stupid shit in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Uh, despite, literally, just one month ago, he posted saying that he won't go anywhere that required him to take his gun. So not only did he have his gun with him? I'm not sure why he would have needed a gun while they were at the pool party at Kylie Jenner's house, but he had a gun and then ends up shooting his friend in the foot and, you know, put him in danger. Cause really, I think aside from just the danger of being shot, there's also the danger of a police interaction. And so he is just totally whack for that. So definitely, definitely my fourth and final loser. And my winner is Monique. Uh, her lawsuit against Netflix was allowed mm. to proceed this week, and so uh, I think that's a it's a big one because it shows that her grievance with Netflix was legitimate. Because I think a lot of people were just almost kind of ridiculing her when that happened and trying to laugh her off that you know she was trying to make you know something out of nothing. I thought that was um, that was wrong because Netflix was bugging for offering her five hundred thousand dollars despite offering an Amy Schumer thirteen million. And um, also at a time where Netflix is doing all this social justice work and banking with black owned banks, I think this is an easy win for them. And so if they were smart, in my opinion, they would just give her the money and let this lawsuit die. But they probably won't. So no, yeah, I think they're going to. I would hope they do. I would hope they do. Episode 17, Buns, thank you so much for stopping by. Plug your social media real quick. Yo, thank you for having me, bro. First of all, like, I love and appreciate everything you're doing. Keep right. folks informed and bringing content and culture to the masses. Um, again, my name is Buns, Stringer <laughs> Buns, on Twitter and and Instagram, Stringer. Uh, if you watch The Wire, hyper-relevant Buns, my nickname. <laughs> so, at Stringer Buns, 
for on Twitter and uh, and Instagram. And if you find me on Facebook, I'm not sure why you're on Facebook. <laughs> All right, episode 17. Talk to you next time.